I'd like to welcome all of you who are joining us online for worship this day. It is good to be together. Just one note about the service. You may notice that it uh, looks or sounds rather a little differently. This is because for those of us who are gathering for worship together in person, we are worshiping in the park this Sunday, August 28th, with our ecumenical siblings, the Methodist folks in town here at Calamus. And so you may notice just a few different things, and that's just because we are uh, sharing in worship together with our Methodist siblings. Let us pause to prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. In the presence of God who sees our hearts and our minds, let us confess our sin. God, our strength, we confess that we are captive to the power of sin that dwells within us. We put ourselves first and others last. What we think will make us happy leaves us longing for more. Even when we want to do what is good, we find ourselves doing the opposite. Rescue us from death's grip on our lives and raise us up day by day that we may be alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Siblings, all have fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, we are justified by God's grace as a gift. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, in whom we have forgiveness of sin, life, and salvation. Amen. Our reading today it will come from Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Let mutual affection continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and, and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For God, God's self, has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Through Christ, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that confess God's name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the place of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give this person your place. And then in disgrace you would start to take the lowest place. 
But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers and sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. And this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I do think that for those of us who have grown up in the Midwest, it can be easy to hear this text and think, I've totally got this one, Jesus. There's a sense of humbleness that is ingrained in parts of Midwest culture. Family gatherings have tussles and a certain shimmying around about who will go through the line last to eat. We will cut the last piece or the last slice of whatever it is into smaller and smaller pieces, just so we don't take the very last bit. And I remember my grandmas, and I'm sure many of your grandmas, telling me to always pick a smaller piece so that the person after you can have the larger one. And the fastest math many of us can do is to look at something, look at how many people there are, divide how much everyone should get, and if it's uneven, you make sure that you take the lesser amount. So, hearing this story from Jesus about taking the lowest place, (laughs) that's easy, Jesus. We've never considered taking anything other than the lowest place. Unlike our suppers and luncheons today, seating ordered mattered a lot in Jesus' time. Where you sat at a table was an indication of your place in society. It was an indication of your value to the world. The honor and shame of being told to move up higher or lower was intense. This is not just an, excuse me, can we switch seats? Sitting up too high and being called out for it was embarrassing beyond belief, and being told to move lower was a public display of shaming someone for thinking too highly of themselves. Furthermore, to be seen associating with people lower than you was also viewed as a disgrace. This is more than getting in a debate with somebody about who gets to go through the lunch line last. This is about how valuable a person was considered to be. So when Jesus says to those gathered with him, go, sit at the lowest place and go invite people to your luncheons and dinners and banquets who will never be able to repay you for inviting them, he is asking of them a pretty radical thing, which went against everything they have been taught. Jesus encourages them to go and sit with the people whom the world says are less valuable than they are, sit with them and to see them as their equal. And then Jesus wants the people to invite those who should be the servants to come and be served at a dinner or a luncheon that they cannot return the favor to the host for. This is a fundamentally and radically different understanding of the world that Jesus is pre- of the world that Jesus is presenting to those he is dining with. <laughs> 
So while we may not have the same stringent seating order in our meals, there are certainly people we would rather not associate with for one reason or another. There are still people in the world who are told by society that they are not as valuable as others, and it's often because they are somehow different from us. They may look different, love different, or speak a different language. They may work a different kind of job, or were raised in a different kind of household, or vote differently from us. And so we can slip into our comfortable habits of eating and spending time with the people we like and who are like us, and we can easily forget about those folks over there. But it is those folks over there, the ones different from us. The ones the world tells us not to value, and subconsciously we buy into it. Those folks are the ones Jesus is calling us to spend time with, and not just spend time with, but to be so confident in our identity and our value in Christ that we don't go over there out of a sense of pity or obligation, but we go over there because of the value every single person has in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, no one is better or worse than anyone else. All are valued and all are loved. There is nothing and no one that God does not love, and that Jesus did not die for. Perhaps once in a while, it should still astound us that God loved God's fragile and sinful creation so much that God, in the person of Jesus Christ, fully entered into that frailty as a human being. With a fragile body that was probably sunburned at one time or another, a body that knew cuts and scrapes that healed over and became scabs, which Jesus probably had to try to not pick at, a fragile body that felt tears on cheeks at the death of his friend, a body that felt tired at the end of a long day, and a body that knew the anguish of the cross but loved humans, loved creation, and loved you. Enough, anyways, to endure it. What greater love do we know than this? None. And in knowing such great love, how can we place values and distinctions on other people? We cannot. In Christ, you are free, free from the value labels that define you, and are free, and you are freed from the value labels that define others. In Christ, you are freed from worrying about what others may think of you, because you know your identity rests on the promise of Jesus. In Christ, you are free to love and to show that love extravagantly, because of the extravagant love God showers on you every day. In Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, Amen. And we will sing together. The hymn Amazing Grace, and I invite you to sing along if you know the words. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch. Was blind.
the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. And we go in peace to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.